We're getting a little political today. Mm-hmm. My guest is everywhere. I'm talking everywhere. You think I'm everywhere? She is everywhere, and for great reasons. Aria Martin is here and breaking into you next. You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Tune in right now. Dreams, fears, failures. That's right. We're asking questions today. We're asking to have questions and answers. That is my song. You can hear it on SoundCloud. Welcome to Breaking Into here on Black Hollywood Live. I'm your host, James Law Jr. We're going to get down a little bit because it's a Monday. It is hot here in the city. It is hot, hot, hot. But I'm happy we're going to be hot inside the studio today, too. I have a great guest. I've been trying to get on this show for a while, but she's a little busy. She's got some things going on. Um, besides her show, uh, Face the Truth, with, with, we're going to talk about Vivica Fox and all that. I, I worked yes. with her on a movie. She's great. Um, but Face the Truth, she's on there. And, but she also has been on things. You've seen her on things like Dr. Phil, The Doctor. She did a couple seasons of The Doctors. Yes. I've seen her. I actually saw her recently on my friend Shirley Ralph's show, Divas. Yeah. No, I saw on that one. You were good on that. That was a good, that was a good, a good interview. Cheryl. Yeah. She's one, the, she's awesome. one of the nicest people. Yes. Like, and one of the most real people out there. Absolutely love her. We're going to talk about autism. We're going to talk about black Twitter. We're going to talk about all <laughs> kinds of stuff. And her book, which I have, Make It Rain. Okay, Make It Rain is her book. It's one of her many books she has. She has other books, too. Uh, Reva Martin's in the house. Hi, Reva. Hey, James. <laughs> Thank you for having me. My pleasure. I'm so glad. I'm so honored to have you on the show. Oh, it's my pleasure. I love coming to the studio. I, I love spilling the tea <laughs> with, uh, yes. you know, the great host on Black Hollywood Live. So oh, this is my you. first time with you. Yes. So it's going to be fun. Yeah, we're going to have a good time, girl. So now, Follow us on YouTube, SoundCloud, on iTunes, Black Hollywood Live, Breaking Into You. I have like 130 shows, almost four seasons of the show. Go there, check out some great people on there. People from like Todd Bridges to Tony Basil to, I mean, all kinds of people on the show. So you want to listen to any of those or watch those. And this will be on there too with the Revo after this is done. Uh, Okay. Girl. First of all, congratulations. This book came out, what, last year? Yes, March of uh, 2018, yes. and it is a national bestseller. Yes, it is. Uh, it hit the top of Amazon the first day it came out in okay. pretty much, like, I don't know, 10 or 11 different categories. I yes. have a ton of positive reviews, and yes. I got to tour the country and meet all kinds of amazing people yeah. talking about how they find their authentic voice and how they make it rain in their own lives. So I've been like really that. happy. Yes, it's how to, use, how to use the media to revolutionize your brand and... And your business and brand, which I think is so important. People need to know how to do that to be effective. Yeah, you know, a couple of years ago, maybe even 10 or so ago, people thought of brands as big companies. You know, it was right. Kleenex and Clorox. <laughs> Those were brands. Right. Everybody wasn't a brand. But now we all, individually, no matter what you do, if you touch a computer, you're creating a digital footprint and you're a brand. Mm-hmm. And you've got to know how to manage that. So this book is about helping you yeah. kind of figure out what that brand is. And then once you know what it is, what do you do with it? It's a good read, folks. It, she gives you actual tangible things to look for, to strategies to work on. Because you're right. I always tell when I have actors on the show, I'm like, well, you're a brand. You're a business. Yeah, you are. Singers, you're a business. Everybody. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's like everybody. I mean, you're an analyst. You're a business. Like, you are. You're right. It's no more this big kind of like huge businesses. Now it's like you're the business. So now how do you get yourself out there to be successful? And how do you protect that brand? Because we know it's so easy for people. And we've seen you know, all kinds of examples of that where people do things and you're thinking like, okay, why did you do that? Like right. that's, you know, beneath the brand or you do something that tarnishes the brand. So 
Once you become, you know, once you get in touch with the fact that you are a brand, this book helps you, you know, figure out how to way to expand that platform and really get to have an impact and influence on things that are important to you. We're going to talk about Autism Awareness yeah, Month. For me, I use my brand, my platform to raise awareness about autism, to raise money for autistic mm-hmm. causes, yes. and to really help elevate, you know, the social justice issues that are associated with, you know, individuals with disabilities, whether it's autism or any mm-hmm. other developmental or physical disability. So once you figure out that brand, figure out how to use it for good for other people beyond just yourself. You're speaking my language, girl. <laughs> I mean, I've been on the show, and I, that's, just, that's why I do the show. I try to showcase people who have actually want to affect change in the world. Yeah. It's because, you know, to whom much is given, much is expected. And if you have the, you know, the privilege, the honor to have a platform and the people do listen mm-hmm. to you, you better be saying something that's important yes. and using that voice and that platform to really help, you know, uh, people who don't have a voice. And, and that's what I get to do every day. And I'm so honored and so privileged when I get to talk about things that impact people, real things that impact people, you know, their real lives and that's what we do on Face the Truth. That's why I've had a blast this season on yeah. Face the Truth. If you haven't seen it, you know, tune in <laughs> on CBS. Check it out. Yes. Your local listing. Figure out, you know, where it's playing. Usually it's a lead-in, particularly if you're in one of the major mm-hmm. markets, New York or L.A., we lead into Dr. Phil. Yeah. Yes. But, uh, who you know, of course. Yeah. Well, and who no. did the forward to the book. Who did the forward to the book. book. And yeah, I've worked with Dr. Phil for a number of years now. And the show, Face the Truth, people say, well, what is it? And I tell them, you know, it's a kind of a Dr. Phil meets the view. Mm-hmm. Because, yes, you yes. know, it's a panel show, so there's a panel of dynamic women, but we're tackling real-life issues that people have, conflicts that they have, whether it's husband-wife, you know, mother-daughter, yeah. you know, friend-to-friend. And we did some great shows near the end of our season before we took a hiatus where we, like, face the truth on your insecurities and face the truth on your jealousies. So we got to do some fun stuff. So now, okay, so first of all, so we're showing a picture of it right now. Women can work together, right? Women can work together, women can get along, women can empower each other, and, you know, people ask me, so this is a great question. Yeah. So I was at a party, yes, uh, Christmas time, and someone says, okay, Ariva, t- you know, just me and you here, right, girlfriend. Right, yeah, the right know, Just, just, just give, me the, <laughs> give me the deal, you know, what is it like yes. working with four other women? Yeah. Our executive producer is a woman. Okay, the executive producer over that executive producer is a woman. Wow. Most of the associate and senior producers, it's a lot of women on our, our wow. set every day that we tape. And she's like, what is that like? You know, who who doesn't like who? Yes. You know, who, who snaps at who? Yes. And I said, you know what? I, I'm going to be real honest with you. And I've been an employer pretty much all my life. Yeah. So this has been kind of new for me because I'm, I'm not the boss. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a you know, co-host. Yeah. I'm a talent on the show. But I have to say that this cast is so in sync. You know, we all come from different backgrounds, right. but we have gotten along. You know, we don't have that backfighting, that, you know, ugh, yeah. stuff that people yeah. think of when they think of women working together. And I'm really proud of that. And I got to give a lot of props to my girl Vivica. I never worked with Vivica. I just okay. met her. Okay. Well, I, I take that back. I met her several years ago, but just briefly, yeah, I, sure. I was on a segment with her on the show. But working with her on a daily like this, this is the first time. And she is down to earth. Yes, she's she real. She's yes. genuine people. She she's good people. Uh, no drama. Yeah. I mean, we don't have drama. People good. come to our show at 6 and We report at 6, 630, wow. and we come to work. We come wow. to put it in, you know, get it in. And, yeah. and so 
it, it's been good. I was just very kind of a movie is coming out this Christmas, and she was very down to earth, very like, beautiful. Also, just a yeah. beautiful person inside and out. Just inside person. and out, absolutely. But I, I, I say that because I'm tired of this narrative. I've had many people on the show who are women who work together, who produce together, like. Women can work together just like men can work together. Like I mean, there's men who can't work together. I mean, it's, it's no, there's no gender difference. No, and I, I think that's a, a myth. It's a negative stereotype that uh, sometimes you know it's, uh, it's been disseminated and it follows women, uh, and uh, it's unfortunate. And I hope today this conversation starts to break down that narrative. Yes. and you know, uh, dispel of that narrative that somehow women that that we're naturally competitive yeah. with each other and we can't get along. You know, I'm gonna be looking at your hair and your outfit and right. checking out your shoes. And, you know, wondering, you know, how you're doing vis-a-vis me. But I love on our show, everybody comes to the project, comes to the show, and they contribute, you know, from their area of expertise, their background, you know, their life experiences, their real experiences. And we respect that they're different. And that's what makes the show good is that they complement each other. And it's not about, you know, me comparing myself to the person on my right yeah. or my left, but, you know, being my authentic self and then supporting, you know, the, the people that I get to work with every day. Now, you are an award-winning attorney. Yes. Now, but did you did you know when you were an attorney that this world of entertainment and infotainment and analytics, I mean, did you know it was going to be, be part of your life? Didn't have a clue, James. Okay. <laughs> Just keeping it real. Right, no, right. No, no. I, I, you know, graduated law school and I wanted to change the world. I was going to be this you know, yes. civil rights crusader. Yes. I was going to help the little man. I had grown up poor in the housing projects and I didn't like all the inequities that I saw in my community. And I thought I would use the law, you know, in a traditional civil rights okay. way, you know, like okay. Thurgood Marshall. You know, okay. I'd be in court. I'd be, you know, litigating right. those big, important landmark civil rights cases that, you know, people talk about and write about. Yeah. Uh, so I, I got to do a little of that yeah. uh, before my career took this kind of hard right. But, you know, the beauty of what I get to do now, I still get to have that impact that I thought I would have in the courtroom. But in some ways, it's even larger because when I was a traditional litigator, you know, I could help you. You come in my office, you're my client, I go to court, we win, you know, we're all, we're great. Mm -hmm. But now when I, when I get to sit, you know, on a show and we're talking about the inequities that exist in our criminal justice system, and we're talking about, you know, police brutality and how African-Americans are treated differently, differently in our criminal justice Mm -hmm. system, I'm having an impact on a national, international yeah, conversation right. uh, and, and hopefully helping to shape policy and help the way people think about some of these important issues. So I got there just a little different route than I had yeah. envisioned. Which happens because <laughs> sometimes we think, I want to get, I'm going to get difference. I go into a certain profession. Yep. They think that's going to be it. But then I guess you said yes to things. I, I, I mean, said yes. I said yes. I said, you know, <laughs> I'm open. Yes, yes, yes. And I tell people, you know, don't be afraid. Right. I, I give a lot of speeches. And, yeah, you know, it's Women Histories Month in March. So I gave a, a couple of Women History Month speeches yep. to groups of female leaders. And that's one of the things I talk about. You know, be flexible. Be agile. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you started at this company and you thought you were going to be the head engineer. You know, but an opportunity comes along for you to get out there and work in the sales department or, you know, to work in some other department. Don't be afraid to get out of that comfort zone because you never know what you might find and discover something about your abilities, your mm-hmm. skills, what you like, you dislike. I agree. And, and I, I believe we can. I love this 
age and this era that we yes. live in because we don't have to be in those boxes Not anymore. You know, we get to do five, six, seven different things. We don't have to just be that lawyer yes. or be that banker. <laughs> right. You can right. be the lawyer that works on TV, that runs a nonprofit, that loves fashion, that gives fashion. You know, you can do all of that. And, and that's what's so great, I think, about the time. That's why I said. Here. You work. I work. I love it. But you seem like you're really enjoying yourself. Like like you said. I mean, you're saying it just now, but I, I see when I watch you, you're really enjoying yourself. You're having a good time. Yeah, and when you love what you do, it doesn't feel like I work. Agree. And, and I, I, you know, I hope this book and the work that I do on TV and you know, the work that I do through my nonprofit, I try to inspire people, you know, find your passion. And I just was at a speech yesterday. Uh, the great Congressman Elijah Cummings was oh, yeah, okay. in town and okay. I went to hear him at a it was kind of this intimate conversation yeah. with Congressman Cummings. And he said, you know, let your passion fuel your purpose. And he talked about how he found his passion and how his passion, you know, really fueled the purpose that he's now living out in the Congress. And so, I, you know, those words really resonated with me. So, you know, anybody out there, you know, if, if you're wondering why you're not fulfilled every day, you know, look at, are you really living out your true passion? I, you know, I found my passion at 40. So, hey, 10 years it. ago. Love it. Love mm-hmm. it. And see, that's a myth, too. People think, oh, you know what? You. I'm 40. I'm 50. I'm 60. I love this presidential 2020 slate of Democratic oh, yeah, candidates yeah. because they are so diverse, not they just are. diverse from gender and right. race, but age. age. So when people tell me, you know, oh, you know, I'm, I'm 40. I'm like, you know what? The man in the White House is 70 right. plus. Right. The, the leading candidates, you know, in, in on the Democratic, you know, ticket are 70 plus plus, mm-hmm. you know, the, the the Speaker of the House is, you know, so there's so right. many examples of people living out, you know, their passion and, and living their best lives. I was just telling my brother about, you know, Maxine you Waters. That. Oh, yeah. Hello. Hello. You know, she's been out there for a long time. Yes, but has. the fact that she's now the darling of millennials. He's yes. like, what? I'm like, hello. Yeah, mm-hmm. Auntie Maxie is okay. the That's about millennials, mm-hmm. you know, uh, she's resonating with. Same with Bernie Sanders, same thing. Uh, young oh. folks love him. Yeah. He's old. He's, he's old. old. Sorry, folks, he's old. Yeah. But young folks love him. But go to one of his, you know, rallies mm-hmm. and look at the number of people that are mm-hmm. 21, 22 years old. So I, that just says to me, age ain't nothing but a number. And you're right. And I'm, glad, I'm so glad you said it because I just, I just feel like I, I'm always, I do speaking to you and always saying, it doesn't matter when you find it, just find, find it. Find it. And then do something with it. Don't yes. just find it. Oh, that's it. true. I, that's true. Do something with yes. it. Yes. Because some people so will talk things to death. And don't do nothing about it. I'm, 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 I'm not no English from college, but I'm going to say it that way. They don't do nothing. Not, not, nothing. They don't <laughs> not, do nothing about it. And they keep don't. talking about yeah, it and talking hard. about it. Well, one day it. I'm going to. One day yeah. or one day. And then they, later on, you're like, I should have, could have, would have. Yeah. And then regrets. And they set in. And, you know, I, again, that's why in the book I talk about you don't have to have a lot of money. See, that's right. the, again, the that. beauty. Yes. Yes. You know, Nowadays. You got a computer. Hey. Hello. You Hello. Smartphone. Yes. You can create so much that, you know, used to cost a lot of money. When I started my law firm well, sure. some years ago, if you wanted to reach people, you had to buy an ad. You had to go out and yes, spend money that? on marketing and, you know, go and, and copyright an ad. You know, now you just, mm-hmm. you know, start an account. Self, self-publishing is big. Everything. Um, everything. You, you can know, upload build things. your platform. Right. You know, go out and create content, and then you put that content out, you know, in the universe and... People will come. Yeah, you talk yeah. that in the book. Because that's another question that people say all the time. I don't have any money. I don't have enough money. 
Yeah. I'll, I'll wait till I get some money. It's like, oh, I got to find some money. It's like, well, for some projects, yes. They're, they're, I mean, yes, money does make the world yeah. go round, yeah. right? We love money. We, we love money. That's good. That's good. But, but it may, like you said, if you, have a, you can record a podcast off your phone. Yes. And upload it yourself for free. Like it's like, you don't need money to start a podcast. You, you do it for free. Yeah. Now, if you want other elaborate things, and yeah, then you tack on some pricing. But, but YouTube. Right. You can start a YouTube channel. Right. Right. Start putting videos on that channel, whether you're a, a chef or whether you're a hairstylist or a makeup artist or a fashion stylist. I mean, think about all the content you can create just on your own YouTube page. People start, you know, teaching folks how to make baked pies. Right. It's just amazing what people have been able to do. And those videos go viral. They, you know, those YouTube uh, channels get hundreds of thousands, if not millions of subscriptions. And guess what? You, you know... You're an influencer. Yes, <laughs> and now I, 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 I read your books. So I, I had part of these. I, I, sorry, I dog eared some of the pages, but I wanted to remember what I wanted to go to. Uh, one of the things that you talk about, which I think is important, especially for a lot of us who are a little, some of us are a little older, the social media aspect. It is very important, isn't it, these days? You have to kind of be it's active. Everything. It is, isn't it? I'm sorry. Isn't it? It's everything. Okay. It's not important. It's everything. Okay. And you got to embrace it. So I was talking to a friend of mine. We went to college together, best friends. She's thinking about changing jobs. Okay. And, you know, I was asking her, so what are your... So-? She doesn't have social media presence. I said, you know, they're not going to look at your resume. They're going no. to your LinkedIn page. They're right. going to right. your Facebook account. You know, they're going to check you out online. And if you don't have a presence, the question is, where have you been? What have you been doing? You don't really exist. I said, so the old school resume, although you need to send it, yes. uh, you know, but that is not the parameter that, that you know, that, that's not sure. what people are looking at to check you out. You're being vetted by your social media presence. And she's like, oh, you know, she kind of <laughs> resisted yes. and she, you know. Was him and hard probably. Him and hard and was kind of cranky about it. But ultimately she had to acknowledge that. Yeah, she had done the same as a manager when people had applied for jobs. She had oh. checked them out. I said, "Hey, anybody I deal with, immediately, Check I'm them checking out. them out." Yeah. I said, "Because uh, you know, I'm going to find something out about them that that resume is not going to tell me." Yes, you know? and, I, and it's, it's about engagements. Yeah, it's about what are you doing while you're online? What are you retweeting? What are you yeah. liking? What are you are you talking to people? Um, I noticed because at first it was all about numbers. I remember for a while, first it was all about numbers. But they saw you can you can buy numbers. That's yeah, then everybody realized it's really not about the numbers. Yeah. It's about the engagement. You're yeah, right. It's, it's about much. having authentic conversations with people about things that you know you mutually have in common, and mm-hmm. that's what distinguishes your presence on social from the ad that you would buy and put up on a billboard. The ad is like, look at me, I'm great. On social, people don't want to see that, look at me, I'm great. They want to see the authentic you. They want to engage with you. They want to talk to you. They want to learn something about you. And then people, I get a lot of times people say, well, I don't want to be that personal. I don't want people knowing all my business. (laughs) You know, I want to tell everybody what I'm doing every minute of the day. And I says, I get that. And you don't have to do no, that. You, you can control yes. what you put out there. And people can get to know things about you without them knowing everything about mm-hmm. you. So mm-hmm. I, you, you can't escape it. You go to a party, guess what? Somebody's taking a picture and you're going to be on somebody's right. social media page. Right. So you might as well control that image mm-hmm. of yourself rather than allowing someone else to control it. I'm glad you said it because I'm very much about having some separation. And I talk about my kids and grandkids. I talk about things on, on stuff. But I also do have a separation. I don't tell every single thing that's going on. Yeah. But you're right. I put enough on there 
you get a sense of who James Lott Jr. is when you see him. That I'm a pretty authentic person who's really real, and I have I love my garden. I have my gardening pictures up there, so they can get pieces of me. Yeah, out and, there. and there are ways to do that. Like right. if you go to my social, you won't see a picture of my husband. I've been there married for twenty plus okay. years. But mm-hmm. I, I don't post, you know, yeah. because there are things that you have to decide what's going to be private. Yeah. And yeah. for me, it's my marriage, it's my relationship. I talk about the fact that I am married yeah. right. and on the show, right. that's the running joke, okay? I tell the couples on the show, you know what, I've been married for a long time, let me give you some advice. <laughs> but I don't make my, you know, where we go and celebrate birthdays or, you know, how yes. we celebrate family right. events. Right. Those aren't the things that I'm posting on social. Right. You know, I, I'm posting more about the things that represent my professional brand, yeah. you know, advocacy, things about, you know, social justice issues, things about, you know, women empowerment, the work I do on behalf of children and, you know, children as, as a children's advocate. So, yeah, you, if you read my books, you follow me online, mm-hmm. you're going to know a whole lot about me. Yeah. You're know yeah. about my kids. I talk about them a lot. Yeah. Uh, I talk about growing up in the housing project. I talk about mm-hmm. my grandmother and godmother. So yeah. you, I feel like you know yeah. enough that I can keep some <laughs> things private. So. And she should. Yes. Her business. You gotta have something private. For yourself. Um, okay, I want to switch gears a little bit because, well, this actually leads to this because I wanted, I wanted to ask you, because I've interviewed many analysts on my on different shows I do. What do you think makes a good TV legal analyst? Because you do a lot of different shows. You've, done, you've been on yeah. so many different things. And you, you're on for that either three minutes or five minutes or whatever, how long the segment is. Yeah. What do you think makes a good analyst? I, I think, one, yeah, do your homework. And I tell people, even for a three-minute segment, I might spend three to four hours preparing. So you got to know your stuff because you don't know what questions are coming. Even if they send you questions in advance, the conversation may go a different way. And particularly if you're on a a live breaking news show, they may have planned out an interview. And that whole plan gets thrown away because some breaking news just happened and you're on set. And now they want to go to you about this story. So you've got to have a general knowledge of what's kind of going on in the world. So you got to do your homework. Okay. And don't think, you know, they a lot of times they'll send you one article and you think, uh, okay. okay, I'll read that article. That no, would be enough. No. no. Okay, got it. You, gotta, <laughs> you, you can't, yeah. you know, you can't Rely skip on that. the hard work involved. So one, I'd say do your homework. Two, you're a guest on somebody's show. And, and I'm sure you appreciate this. And when I host, and you know, we've had to do this to people on our shows, you know, this is Face the Truth, and we the host. It ain't your show. Mm-hmm. So you've got to respect right. the host. Yeah, I agree. And you can't over-talk the host. Mm-hmm. You've got to answer the questions that they ask you. You may have to pivot sometimes if yeah. you want to get a talking point in. That's fine. But you've got to respect the host. Mm-hmm. And if you do that, you're likely to get invited back. Yes. You know, it's like going to somebody's house. You're rude to yes. the host. You're probably not going to get that invitation to come back. That's true. Uh, and that's that's important. And and you've got to learn to talk in sound bites. Yes. That's the hardest part, I think, for lawyers and doctors and other professionals. That's not how we're trained, and that's not what we do in our daily yes. lives as imagine? professionals. <laughs> I mean, lawyers, we you know, the joke is we get paid by the words. So you know, oh, how funny! Oh my God, how funny! The more words we have and the more words we write, <laughs> you know, that usually means we're smarter. So if I come to court and I got a big, big stack of papers, yeah. that's kind of like the intimidation move oh, that lawyers so make. Funny. So you ever okay. go into court and you see lawyers with you know. Yeah. It may be empty, but that's, you know, oh, that's something we did do. did not know like, that. You know, okay. Mm-hmm. I got this case over here. I'm going to kick your butt. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. TV's just the opposite. Okay, yeah. Okay, now you got three minutes for this segment. Yeah. And you'll be in your ear rapid. And you got to be able to uh, wrap yeah, it up. Yeah. So you've got to learn to take all of this really, you know, important, big information and, you know, shrink it down mm-hmm. to a sound bite that not 
the judge on the bench will understand, not the lawyer that, you know, is your opposing counsel, but the person watching TV that's on their way to work, that's making breakfast for their kids, that's making dinner, and they're listening, but they're not, you know, studying the TV. So you've got to mm. make it so that even that person, you know, can understand what you're talking about. Yeah, but it's succinct. There's a special cadence to talking on, on TV. I know this, obviously, I've been doing it for a long time. You have to kind of be a little upbeat and ready and jump in. And I noticed... you got to say something in, the, say in, something. in those three minutes. Yeah. And you, you can watch some people and you're like, okay, why don't you... Did, right. did, Right. Did they say anything? Right. They just. I, 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 I saw. I saw one recently. Yeah. What show was I a on? Lady, and I'm not going to call her name. I can't. I have to turn it off because she say says the name. no. I can't. I okay. Can't. Okay. Because well, she's an African American woman, and this is Black Hollywood Live, and we support oh, yeah. African Americans no, on we this do. show. So we do. We but, do. Uh, and it's not race specific. Yeah, so I don't want to suggest that. Yeah, but there, you know, there there are people who. Just I saw somewhere they they literally should not have been on the show. They, they I mean they didn't add anything to the conversation. I've seen a few yeah. people just like they didn't add anything to the conversation. So I'm like, why did I just watch that? You didn't really say anything. Yeah, no, you. The other person said everything. You said nothing basically. I'm and like, if you do it a, <coughs> a lot, yeah. you know, sometimes you have more to say than other times. Okay, <laughs> so. okay, and and, and I, I know, and I you know I do live TV all the time. I've done thousands of hours of live television, and yeah, there's times when I've made mistakes or said something wrong or whatever, and it just kind of happens. I mean, it's. It's life and it happens. But for the most part, like you, I'm prepared, I'm ready, and let's go. I got how much time? Okay, let's, go, let's just do this. Yeah. And as long, as long as you're well-rounded, I guess that's the best part. So if they throw you a curveball, you can go, you can catch that curveball. And, and let me say something else that helps you. You got to have a point of view. Because that ties into having a brand. Mm-hmm. So if you oh, have yes. a point of view about just kind of the world in general, even if you don't have the specific answer to a question because maybe you just hadn't heard about this story or you just, you know, you're just not up on it. You can usually take any question and come at it from your point of view. And that's really important. You can tell the people that have worked on their points of views Mm. and people who don't have a point of view and you want them to like, because people want to know your opinion. Yes, they do. They want to know the facts. So I'm asked to, to advise you know, is this legal or, or what's the legal strategy here? That's often the question that I'm asked I'm when sure. I'm doing oh, legal yeah. commentary. I'm sure. But they also want to know, what do you think about this? Mm-hmm. So that's your point of view. What are your thoughts? What do you think about these parents that have been charged, you know, in this cheating scandal? What do you think about, you know, it, you know, R. Kelly? What is your opinion on that? And you got to have an opinion. You can't be afraid to go there, you know, with Twitter in particular, uh, and some of the other social media sites, I think people get really timid. Yeah. And they don't want to have a point of view because they want to be popular. Well, I was going to ask you a right. question about that, about, about black Twitter and stuff. How is black, because, you know, I'm on shows where I give my opinion too, and I've been right over the coals for things. So how do you handle Twitter? Hey, if you're going to have a platform, and uh, my manager said to me, welcome to Hollywood. Yep, and exactly. if you can't take a little heat... Get out uh, the kitchen. Then get out the kitchen. You know, you're in the wrong business. You got to get I out agree. of it. And, and once you start to build a platform, there are going to be some people that agree with you, mm-hmm. and there are going to be people who vehemently disagree yes. with you, and they have no yes. problems. And yes. you're going to have people. I've been on shows where people take the time to go to my website, find my email, and write me and tell me they hate me. Oh they my wish goodness. I would die. Oh my god. Uh, you know, they call me every imaginable word from the B word to the C word. Wow. Uh, and then I have people that write me and tell me, oh, my God, I love you. Oh, my God, I, I just can't thank you enough for your point of view. Keep speaking the truth. Keep standing up. 
you know, so you're going to get it both ways. And if you're not getting it both ways, you're probably out there not saying very much at all. I so like that point of view. That's like what that. having a point of view is about. Everybody's not going to agree with you. Well, and, and the thing that you do that I talk about here on the show, too, we do talk about race. And you talk about race, too, a lot. And we have point of, points of view that are similar, I noticed. I've, well, I watch you. I, 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 am a fan, I am a fan of yours. Um, about the disparity yeah. of treatment that African Americans get to our non-African American counterparts. And I've gotten flack for it, of course. I'm sure you've gotten... Yes. If, you, if I'm a civil rights lawyer yes, and I talk are. about social justice issues mm-hmm. and, you know, race makes people uncomfortable in this country, whether it's President Obama talking about it or, you know, Nancy Pelosi or Maxine Waters mm-hmm. or, you know, it, it's an uncomfortable topic in this country. Do you think we'll ever, in our, in our lifetime... <laughs> I mean, well, there'll be post-racial. I don't believe in that thing, period. But do you think it'll ever become a comfortable topic? Probably not, will it? I can't see it becoming a comfortable to- topic. Uh, what I hope it becomes is a topic that doesn't cause as much discomfort. Mm. Uh, you know, I can like see that. that happening with millennials in, in particular mm. because their approach to race, their approach to a very lot different. of these taboo issues very are different. very different. Very different. And I watch my daughter, and she has such a diverse group of friends, and... Mm how they address the race issue is totally different than older generations. So I think it will become uh, a comfort, a a topic that people can talk about that doesn't cause so much angst, you know? So that's what, uh, take, you know, gay rights, for instance, Mm -hmm. think about that topic. Yes, that too, yes. Now how prominent, Mm -hmm. you know, we, uh, you know, are, are how, more comfortable, mm-hmm. and not to su- suggest that it's completely comfortable no, for uh, everyone, right. but how more comfortable, you know, how yeah. more uh, easy, how uh, how easy it is, easier for us to, to have this conversation. Mm-hmm. And we have Roma, we have the mayor of Chicago. Right. She's a University of Chicago graduate, yes. Yes. UFC. <laughs> so, you know, that picture of yeah. her kissing her yes. partner, yes. you know, was plastered over every magazine, newspaper, and, you know, that woman, uh, Lightfoot, Mayor Lightfoot, won that election, openly gay, African-American woman, you know. Uh, it can happen. It can happen. And now we have Mayor Pete, you know. Pete Buttigieg. He's doing, doing his Pete thing. Buttigieg, who is yes. taking on the issue of, you know. The presidency. And and he's a, a veteran. He's a veteran. So, so he's, he's, he's breaking down the stereotypes of, like, what you think a gay person is. Yes, like. absolutely. And he's talking openly about you know, the issues of mm-hmm. homosexuality. Yeah, yes. He just gave a speech the other night, you know, talking about, hey, if you got issues with me, you better talk to my creator because okay. I don't have anything to do with this, you know. He so. said he believes in God, too. He said he believes in God. So, I mean, that's the oh, whole thing. Yeah, he yeah. believes in God. He talks a lot right. about no, his, I know. his faith. Right. right. So, I, I think we are making progress on a lot of these really big societal issues. And, like I said, I think the next generation and even, yeah. you know, the younger kids coming up are going to think about them and yeah. talk about them and deal with them really differently. I can talk to you forever. Time's going yeah. too fast. Slow down time. I want to keep a rebate for like two hours. <laughs> um, so I want to talk about uh, it's Autism Awareness Month, yes. as everybody knows. And as many of you guys know, two weeks ago we had the Chronicles Jessica Wu on here. And they, it's not, I, was, I just actually told about the show out over off, off camera. I'm so excited about that. Yes, yeah, it's going to be really great. check it out. You know, check it out. It's coming out this month and it's a great series, second season. The lead character is biracial, and she has autism. She's a superhero. So you want wow. to make sure you check that out. That so now amazing. for you, you've had a book. You wrote a book on about autism, and you have, yes. a, you have a son with autism. And I have a foundation. foundation. Yes, yeah, so I wrote a book called The Everyday Advocate. Uh, after my son was diagnosed, I just had a really, really difficult time accessing services for him. Wow. And I didn't like what I saw in some of the underserved communities in L.A. County. I didn't mm. like 
the disparities See? of services it's that there. families got, the mm-hmm. lack of information, the lack of access to high quality uh, medical care. And it wasn't just African-Americans. It was Latinos. It was other mm-hmm. uh, ethnic uh, groups. And so ethnic minorities. And I started a foundation called Special Needs Network. And this foundation's been in existence for 11 years. We wow. have served over 50,000 families. Uh, we've been involved in statewide legislation. We have boots on the ground training uh, parents how to you know, raise their voices, how to be advocates for their own parents. We do a lot of uh, services from free summer camps to actual in-home intervention uh, therapies. We're building this amazing wow. autism center on the campus of MLK Hospital. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, I've had the opportunity to you know, be involved at, at the national level, t- uh, providing input on how even the federal government can better serve wow. underserved communities where you have uh, individuals with autism. So Autism Awareness Month, this is a month where we raise awareness to promote acceptance, to, to teach people that people with autism are just like you, they're just like me, mm-hmm. they're people that are hardworking, they're, they're smart, uh, you know, they want to be active members uh, in their communities. So this month we get to do that. Uh, we do a lot of free events. We have a oh, couple. yeah, tell them. Yeah, so on April 13th we have a free fun day uh, we're going to take kids and uh, their parents to a park, uh, Kittleton Park in Los Angeles. Oh, yeah, I know that is. Great, yeah. great park. And provide, we're going to have a 5K walk run. Mm-hmm. We're going to do some fun activities. We're going to have a, a bunch of health screenings and some other resources available. And then at the end of the month on the 27th, Saturday the 27th, we're going to do a full day of uh, workshops and, uh, you know, uh, resources to families to help them learn how to advocate, how to become advocates for their kids at school, uh, in the healthcare system, uh, and just provide parents with uh, lots of free resources. So that's two big events. You can go to our website, specialneedsnetwork.org, and get our calendar of events for the month of uh, April. We're going to be at First AME Church um, Sunday, the last Sunday in the month, uh, raising awareness because faith-based organizations can play a really big role in breaking down the stereotypes uh, and helping families you know, feel comfortable to seek diagnoses and to get the intervention services. So we started special needs. I started special needs network uh, going into black churches and talking to parents uh, and, uh, you know, really getting them to uh, access the services that were available. So we know in the black community, the black churches, everything. Right. right. No, right. So I was going to say very smart of you. I mean, that's what what you be doing because here's the thing. I think you said, you said something a second ago. I really, I'm really glad you said about the acceptance because the autism spectrum is wide also. And so there's different... Everybody who's autistic is not the same. Yes. So it's, it's a very it's a wide... spectrum disorder. Yes. Yeah, so it's very, so very wide. So you may know somebody who has, you don't even know. You don't even know. Yes. And you're thinking, oh, they're a little weird. Or this, like, no, that's not it. They're not weird. They're not, they're not crazy. They're, not going they're just... They're just they're, they have autism. And, and they're not sick. They're not so sick. let's dispel they're that not myth. Sick. Not you sick. know, they're they're not sick, and it's really important that you did bring that up because yeah, you could you could be sitting next to someone who on your job who's on the spectrum, but you know they're your coworker. They may have some awkwardness about their social skills. They may you know not be able to read social cues. Their language may be a little awkward, but you know they're they're lovable, likable people, and we just want people to accept them and understand. You know, just like you know we we are inclusive in this, you know, country and and our society with people from all backgrounds, people with autism, we want to be included in our great big melting pot as well. So I want to ask you as we're, as we're getting lower in time, I want to ask you, because you're, you are first, first and foremost, you are a a legal person. Is our system 
broken or is just parts of it broken? Like, I mean, like our legal system, is it really, is it, is it really good? Is it good stuff set in place? And just there's broken parts, or is the system just broken altogether, in your opinion? No, I, I think our system, the foundation of our system is solid. Okay. And, and that's one of the things that uh, Congressman Cummings talked about okay. in his speech, is that our democracy uh, works when the people in Ooh, our okay. democracy, you know, mm-hmm. make it work. So it, it only works as well as the people, you know, like who are, are leading it. And our criminal justice system, our justice system, Absolutely. You know, jury of your peers, uh, you know, Fifth Amendment rights not to incriminate yourself, Eighth Amendment, uh, you know, uh, right not to, you know, be exposed to cruel and unusual punishment. All the makings of a great justice system are there, but we just have to make sure that system works equally for all people and that we don't have two systems of justice, one for the affluent and one for, you know, the, the, the non-affluent people. And that's what we're struggling with in this country. How do we make the this college justice candle. system work? Mm-hmm. Yes. So there's not celebrity justice and there's not, you know, wealth justice. Uh, and that's why in California we eliminated the bail system. That was yes, one of the I big issues. So, you know, the bail system says, hey, James, if you commit a crime and I set your bail at a million dollars and through the bail system you have to put up 10%, you got a hundred thousand in the bank. Guess what? You walk out. Mm-hmm. If I'm poor and I get that same million dollar bill and I don't have that hundred thousand dollars, I sit in jail waiting trial. And the difference is you can go to your lawyer's office. Mm-hmm. You can help with you know, your defense. You can go get a, a job and, and mm-hmm. build references. So when you, know, when you get to your uh, court case, everyone can say glowing things oh, about yeah. you. Oh, yeah. But guess what? Your neighbor, you know, your neighbor across the track on the other side of the track (laughs) has been sitting in jail. So they've been disadvantaged by that system, not because you're, you know, better inherently, just because you have more money. And there's something inherently unfair about that. So that's why there's been this big push to do away with uh, the bail system, because it does disadvantage poor people. Uh, so, I mean, things like that can make our system okay. better, can make our system uh, more just and more equitable. Well, I, guess, I, I bring it up because, yeah, because right now with that scandal, it's, it, people are seeing class, directly seeing class. They're seeing celebrity versus non-celebrity. There's a lot of things going on that are not just race right now. It's, 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 like you said, oh, this, this, is, this is money. This is, this is mm-hmm. you know. And I went to an Ivy League uh, college, and I just saw some, uh, I don't know, some report that, you know, some of these Ivy League schools – a third or more of their admissions are through legacy students. So legacy students means your father yes. went there, your mother went there, yes. your grandfather. Yes. So you have some leg up. And I think what what shook us about the, the college scam is we already know if you're wealthy, you can make a huge donation. Yeah, you can have a building, right. you know, with your right. father or mother's name on it. Mm-hmm. You can endow a chair for a professor. There's so many legal ways yes. that you can get a leg up. Yes. But, you know, once we get into bribery, uh, you know, and, and submitting, you know, false applications and, and people taking exams for you and cheating on these standardized tests, you know, that's that's the line, you know, that, that you know, that was crossed that I think incense people all over this country, yeah, wealthy right. and non-wealthy people like says, well, wait a minute, these, these wealthy kids already have so many advantages. So, you know, now to have the added advantage of being able to go through, as Rick Singer himself said, the side door, you know, that's what made the whole scandal. I think so. I think so too. Just so I agree with you outrageous. on that. I agree with you on that. So, okay. 
I've talked to you for. You just have to sit down with me again another time. You're just, you're just, you're great, and I'm so glad you came on the show. Well, thank you. It's it's great to see you doing yes. what you're doing and, you. and and giving voice to so many people. I, I love that you had you know Zane on talking yes. about his superhero yes. series. Yes. You know, so not only do we get autism in the media, we get African American woman, yes, we, we get African American producers. Mm-hmm. So that that's just great on so many levels. I know. Yes. Now I ask my guests the same two questions at the end of every show. Okay. Okay. And so now it's your turn. Okay. Um, and you're a lawyer, so you probably understand. So I believe language is very important. And so sometimes language can stump us and stunt our growth, but also language can empower us and make us fly and have wings. So in the English language, what word or phrase, I will put up the phrase, okay. do you think we should not say anymore? Ooh. Not say anymore. I should get, get rid of it. The like, N-word. Okay, Yes. And what, what is your, briefly, what is your reasoning behind that? Because even though it's acceptable or been made acceptable in, in certain, you know, uh, s- uh, lyrics and songs, trying to explain to people outside of the African-American community why it's okay for us to use the word in our community, but not okay for them the logic on that gets really twisted, gets really confusing. So, you know what? Some words, let's just find another word. I just do that. away with it. I agree with that. I do. I'm tired of that thing. Well, we can say it, you can't. Just, yeah, at this point. It just gets... Yeah, it gets muddy. Yeah, very. Yes. Now, what word or phrase should we say more of in the English language? Ooh, we should say more of, you're okay. Oh, I like that. You're okay. I'm okay. You're okay. Mm-hmm. It, it, and that's acceptance. It is. Just acknowledging that, that you're okay just the way that you are. You don't have to be any more. You don't have to be any better. You don't have to be any wealthier. You don't, you don't have to be mm-hmm. any more. You're just okay. You're okay. And, and in a positive way that we're all okay. I, and I think especially, everybody should hear this, of course, but I think especially in our black community, we should hear it more, too, that you, our black men, our black boys, our black girls, our yeah. dark-skinned girls, our light-skinned, everybody should feel like well, you're okay. And you can put a twist on that to be you're enough. Ooh, I like that, too. Yeah, you're enough. Just the way you are, you are enough. You know, I just watched the HBO movie Native Son. I want to see. I haven't seen it yet. Okay, I'm not gonna. No no spoiler. Okay, yes, yes, yes. I want to see it. It's a movie where I just wanted to 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 grab the young man, the character Big, and say you're enough. Yeah. So I read the book, of course. Yeah. But, but, but I want to see the I want to see Check it. out the movie. Okay, it's, it. it's, it's good. Good acting. Great acting. See? <laughs> I love it. Arima, you're the best. Yes. Her, thank you, James. Her books make it rain. Go out and get it. It's everywhere. Yes. Go out and get it. And you'll see her on all kinds of things. She's on all. I mean, Face the Truth, of course, is going to come back, I'm sure. And Yes. Fingers yeah. crossed. Fingers Season crossed. two on Face the Truth. Yes. But you'll see her on. Now you know who she is. You'll be popping up and you'll see her popping up on different things on uh, being yeah. a legal analyst. Uh, but tell folks in that camera over there where they can find you on social media. And your, again, your organization. Yes, find me everywhere. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Areva Martin. That's A-R-E-V-A, Martin, M-A-R-T-I-N. Go to my website, arevamartin.com. You can find my book there. You can find my book, Make It Rain, on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Check it out if you're trying to find your voice and grow your platform. I think there's some great tips in there for yep. you to do so. And if you know of anyone who has a family member with autism or developmental disability and they're struggling, they're looking for family, they're looking for network, they're looking for resources, have them check out Special Needs Network. Uh, we're an organization based in Los Angeles, but we have a national reach. We have tons of resources and you know, we just want 
African-American kids, Latino kids, all kids, no matter what your race, your ethnicity, we want all kids with autism to live their best lives. And, and we're going to bat for those kids each and every day. We put boots on the ground uh, for the autism community. And we want kids to, to you know, grow up and thrive. Yes, definitely, definitely. And you guys, you can follow us on Facebook. It's uh, Breaking Into on Facebook. We're, again, we're on SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, under Black Hollywood Live, Breaking Into bunch of great episodes including this one will be up there too so you can listen to us on itunes or watch us i say watch us because we're good looking people watch us on youtube you can watch us and go ahead and when you're there like subscribe comment say something you want something to say to her say it on there and i'll pass it on to her and she'll see and see if she answers you back no uh but actually but go ahead and, and follow us there and, and all the great programs we hear at black hollywood live i'm james Lott jr of course and you can follow me where all james Lott juniors are sold on social media at james Lott jr on all social media platforms it's everywhere just i made it so easy for you and I have a new book out today. It's called Becoming a Hardy. It's for the When Cost of Heart series on Hallmark. It just got released today on Amazon. Wow, Kindle, thank congratulations. you. Thank you. It's on Kindle and on regular on Amazon. Go out there and get it if you want to read some behind-the-scenes um, dish on how I do the show and how I like the show and everything's that are going on there. It's right there. And all my music I do is on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify. It's been all over the place, everywhere. Just go ahead and type in James Lodge and you'll find it everywhere you got to go. But everyone... Affect change in the world, lift each other up, share knowledge. I dedicate this episode to uh, Nipsey Hussle, who passed away recently, around the corner from my house, actually. So wow. I totally, my neighborhood has been lit this whole time. Yeah. Helicopters, police cars. But I'm seeing our community come together, actually, and they're trying to really work that out. And I'm so, I feel so warm inside to see yeah. my, my folks coming together and realizing what great work he did in my neighborhood, yeah, literally to, in my neighborhood. I, do a, I did a project with him, and, wow. and he's, he's a, he's a, inspiring he was. he was an inspiring right. uh not just rapper but entrepreneur yes. and social justice advocate that's what i'm going to call him yes a so. senseless 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 tragedy yeah. so Absolutely. i want to give a dedication to show to him and to anybody out there who's affecting change in the world i'm james Lott jr and we'll see you next time Staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Check out our Black Hollywood Live YouTube page for even more great programming and amazing content. And be sure to subscribe and like our channel when you do. I'm your BHL host, Nakia Monet, and you can find me on all social media at Kiki Boom Boom or at Black Hollywood Live. Black Hollywood Live, Hollywood redefined. The views expressed here are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.